Hello everybody and welcome to this podcast about robotics. My name is Pedro Freitas Rodrigues and through my time at Lisbon Tech Hub I have worked on the development of robotics mostly for Siemens Mobility. Besides this, I was also involved on digitalization projects involving chatbots and Mandix, acting as a developer, a scrum master or a product owner. I will start this podcast giving you a brief explication of what is the meaning of robotics. I'll explore some of the most common myths and I'll tell you about the project Lisbon Tech App is developing with Siemens Mobility Spain. Through my talk, I'll also give you some good tips and tricks on how to identify good use cases, where to search good content and automate tasks by yourself, and of course, who can help you through this journey. I'm pretty sure through the latest years you have been hearing about some big words like robotics, RPA or even RDA. But being concrete, what is this? It can be defined as the use of software programs to automate repetitive and monotonous tasks that we perform on our computers and consist in simple rules. And how are we doing this? At this moment, the software which is mostly used at Siemens is UiPath and Blueprism. They both allow us to automate tasks and we usually name the automation of a process as a robot. These robots are responsible to mimic the interactions that humans do when performing tasks through multiple applications. Is it still fuzzy? A good comparison would be giving as an example the macros we can build on Excel. These have been around for so many years and are helping a lot of businesses to process data. The robotics we are talking about are similar but are not restricted to Excel and can interact within websites through browsers like Internet Explorer or Google Chrome, desktop applications like SAP with mailbox, shared folder files, Excel and many other applications we use on our daily jobs. And now that you already know what robotics means, let's go to the first myth. Have you heard that robots would replace humans? Through the life of the robotics, many people have been scared that they would take their jobs. And this is something that I would like to spend some words on. It is true that many business tasks previously performed by human employees can now be automated with robots. And that with the rise of cognitive technologies, the capabilities of robots can also increase. However, these technologies need a lot of training from humans and are not able to reproduce the higher level thinking that we have. Robots at companies must be seen as an augmentation of the human workforce. Robotics allow employees to increase their efficiency and productivity being able to focus on higher level activities like sales or marketing, creating business value and fostering the deeper engagement with customers. It is time to walk you through the six aspects that will determine if a certain task should be automated. First aspect, it must be rule-based. It cannot be a process that requires human interpretation. To be automatable, it is necessary to have a rule behind. Let me give you an example. Let's say we are looking into orders in SAP and we want that all orders below 1000 euros to be booked automatically. This is a concrete rule and for this reason a robot is fit for this task. 
A different example would be if to book the order it was required to look into a graphical image and based on the yearly order strands we would automatically book or not. This case requires too much interpretation and the human is the right workforce for it. The second aspect is that there should be high transaction volumes. Robots are fit for very repetitive tasks. The development of a robot involves both one-time and running costs and these should end on a positive return on investment, which can only be achieved when processing high volumes of transactions. Imagine you have a task which is completely rule-based, but you only spend one hour each month to get it done. The automation of this process would hardly convert on a positive ROI and you should continue to do it by your own. The third aspect concerns exceptions and is directly connected with the first aspect. The automation efforts increase exponentially with the amount of exceptions. When you are analyzing a task and considering if it should be automated, parts from your checklist should be the validation if for the biggest amounts of transactions, they are following always the same rule and there is no exception associated which require a deviation from the automation. The fourth aspect makes us think if we are looking into stable and well-defined process. Before trying to automate a process, it is always good to look at it and evaluate it. Is this process optimized? When was the last change on it? Is there a change in the near future? If you come to the answer that the process could be improved or optimized, you should first try to do it and then think if it can still be automated. Then, if it changes a lot or if it will change in the near future, Maybe it does not make sense to create an automation that will not work after these changes. The fifth aspect reminds us that it is not only about the process, but that systems where the task is performed should not have many changes. Following what I just told you about process changes, if the automation is done on an application or system which has many updates and things are always changing, it is not suited for automation. You would be building an automation which would not work for the next system change. Lastly, the sixth aspect. For automation, we need structured data and readable electronic inputs. Robots do not have our interpretation skills. Turning again into examples, let's imagine a use case where the information that the robot would be needing would come from an email or from PDFs. If these emails are written by a human person and are not following a structure or a template, it will be almost impossible for the robots to be able to find what it needs on free text. Considering PDFs, we will follow the same principle and it will only be possible to interpret it if it follows a template and the needed information is always on the same place. Talking about structured data, the best input for a robot will always be an Excel sheet where the information is sorted by lines and every column contains a specific piece of information. When talking about readable electronic inputs, 
Morphine mean that it must be possible for the robots to receive the same information from the input as a human would. As an input which would not be readable, we have images where a human can interpret it, but a robot cannot. Other examples are scanned PDFs, where the robots cannot access the source text and has to try to identify what is written, causing a lot of processing errors. Hope you were able to keep up with the list of aspects to consider before automating a process. Summarizing, they are rule-based, high transaction volumes, low exceptions, stable and well-defined processes, low system changes, and structured data and readable electronic inputs. And now it's time for the second myth. This one states that robots are 100% accurate. And let me close it quick, robots are also capable of making mistakes. Well, they have no common sense, and if a flaw in the robot's management process allows an error into the instructions provided to the robots, they will follow those instructions to the letter. Unless detected early in the automation process by human employees, these errors might mean that the work will need to be redone either manually or by re-automating tasks after the mistakes have been corrected. In order to avoid them, it is important to guarantee processes are optimized and error-free. And this brings me to the current state of the robotics project between Mobility Spain and the Lisbon Tech Hub. And it is going through for one and a half years because we are able to almost make the myth true. And most of the robots are developed accurately. Currently, we have 10 robots which are running periodically and helping the colleagues at Spain to focus on value-added tasks. Some of the use cases are referring to employees' travel expenses, cost center updates, reporting, submitting vendor confirmation dates, updating SAP material data, delivering invoices, generating documents, and synchronizing files. Looking into hours, this means that a human being would spend around 165 hours during these tasks, and the robot is taking up to 36 hours per month. But of course, we don't leave our robots alone. There's also a monthly monitoring job that for these 10 robots takes about 2-15 hours. For us, the accomplishment of automation is always a success and I'll share with you some of the tricks to guarantee this. At the Lisbon Tech Hub, we have a team dedicated to robotics working with customers all around the world. Even though each person has its own client, it is guaranteed that the best practices from all projects are learned by everyone and that the processes are always improved. When starting a project, the first step will always be helping our customers to evaluate their current processes and identifying the ones suited for automation. After this identification, processes are analyzed step by step and it is checked if there is a possibility for optimization. 
after both the business and the developers being comfortable with the process and knowing it and when the developments will start. And our specialists will teach the robots on how to mimic the human interaction with applications. This job is done on close contact with the clients, doing several demonstrations through the development process and validating all the steps of the robots. When the robot is ready, it will first be executed and validated on a test system and when both the business and the development team are confident on the automation, the first execution with productive data will be done. Do you still have doubts if this is a topic you should explore? Here are some benefits we identified. First, efficiency and cost reduction. Robots can do work on an average of five times faster and of course have a lower cost than a human employee. Second, quality increase and risk reduction. Our robots do not get tired and of course they also do not go behind the rules we teach them and this causes a decrease on the error rate of the task performance. Third benefit is auditability and process monitoring. Robot execution occurs alongside closed logging. This means that every step a robot does is tracked on a file or on a database and if necessary it is possible to go back and check where it has been. The last benefit is employee motivation. With a robot we are able to reduce the amount of routine and repetitive tasks allowing employees to learn new things and focus on tasks with higher value. Excited to try it out? If you are feeling adventurous and would like to try it on your own, my advice is for you to Google search UiPath Academy. As I told you at the beginning, UiPath is one of the software we are using at Siemens and you can download a version of it and try it by your own. On the Academy, you will have the indications necessary in order to build your first robot. Keep in mind that the license for the free versions of UiPath does not allow you to run productive robots in companies like Siemens. For additional questions, count with the Lisbon Tech Hub. Our specialists are waiting to clarify your questions and start working on your robots. This brings us to the end of this podcast. Hope you have enjoyed these minutes and learned what is necessary to create your new robot task force.